Colter, you know what I call people who only grill in the summers? What's that, Gus? Morons. There's no better time to grill than in the middle of winter, boots on, snow falling, nose freezing, meat sizzling. And if you want to be the master of the winter grill, you got to make sure you're stocked up on Alpine Touch. The pepper blend is an old standby. The, the prairie fire will certainly keep you warm on the inside during the cold winter, and the chili sublime will remind uh, you of warmer really summer days to come. Alpine Touch, available at retail um, locations around the state of Montana or at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Uh, uh, scholarship kids or walk-on kids today. Um, we have five from the state of Idaho, two from the Spokane area. So again, continue to focus on uh, local kids that are help move the needle for us and, and make us a better program. Um, but we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to to Coach Ack. He he can uh, focus a little or give us a little bit of a breakdown of the class. And then we'll we'll move on to cl- uh, questions from everybody. So, um, Coach, please uh, mute until you have a question. Yeah, uh, thanks, guys, for coming on tonight. We got we got a good crowd. I wasn't sure who all was going to show up to talk uh, uh, recruiting, but uh, you know, I think we had a very good class. Uh, I haven't had time to, to do all my little tallies of numbers, but uh, you know, a number of kids from the Northwest, which is where we really want to be our home base, Washington, Oregon, Idaho. Let me do a quick count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So 19 out of 28 from those three states where we really want to be our home base. Uh, you know, I think you'll see, uh, you know, still a big commitment to offensive line, uh, tight end, uh, defensive line. And again, I think those are positions that I just think are keys to win at in uh, FCS football, you know, really following the recipe that uh, probably North Dakota state started and now South Dakota state has taken over. So uh, we're going to rec- keep recruiting those positions healthy or heavily uh, to we're really good. Uh, you know, I think you see uh, an emphasis getting some new specialists in here with the two Owens because uh, we're graduating some very good kickers. Uh, Holden B we're very excited about. Uh, you know, what he brings to the table as a quarterback, uh, you know, Markai McKinnon, I think is a very talented running back that could, you know, play early in his, in his career and is going to have uh, opportunities there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a, a brief overview uh, of the class, but uh, uh, excited about this group of young men. We've spent, uh, you know, a lot of time, you know, really going, you know, some of these guys past the year, a guy like, you know, Diesel Wilkinson, you know, came to our camp in the summer of uh, 2022. Uh, we were on him. His name's on Jaden by here, but he goes by Diesel. So excited about this this crop and open it up to any questions, uh, any specific guys. Yeah, Coach, we in the, the Montana guy here. Obviously, I have to ask about Owen Adams. Just kind of what you see uh, his role being here and in, in, uh, in the future. Owen came to our camp last summer. You know, we have a specialist camp and he competed his tail off. You know, he's, uh, he's got a very strong leg. Uh, you know, he's really a guy who can do all three, you know, he can punt, he can kick off, he can kick field goals and uh, you know, a, a talented young man. And uh, you know, again, we're, we're not opposed to looking at a, you know, a freshman, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, holding some of those roles here. I, I think the thought is he would come in and uh, compete with LJ harm uh, for the punting job in the fall. And and, you know, combination of, uh, you know, Owen Adam, Owen Forsman, uh, Cody Pope, you know, competing for the kickoff job. You know, I think, uh, you know, Forsman, you know, probably has a little, you know, and kickoffs was probably our best guy we had at camp in kickoffs this summer. 
Uh, but Owen was still very good right there, and he has some versatility in the other positions. And, uh, you know, again, we're not heavy into Montana recruiting, but, uh, you know, always good to get a guy from across the border there from your home state. You mentioned McKinnon early on. Uh, physical runner kind of reminds me a little bit of Roshan Johnson. Uh, what do you kind of expect from him uh, early in his career? Well, I think he's different than a lot of the backs, you know, that we have. So I think he's a, uh, you know, a, again, a big physical guy who can run through tackles. I think he probably runs a little bit better than Roshan. So hopefully he can have a few more home run hitters uh, than that. Uh, you know, played high-level football, you know, the football down in that uh, metro area of uh, – you know, you know, Phoenix, Arizona is very good and uh, played at a high level program there. Uh, you know, they were playing the state championship game this year in, in Desert Edge. And, uh, you know, uh, he's a mature guy. He's a guy who's all on board. You know, again, he, uh, you know, you always uh, you get a little nervous. You lose a coach late, how that's going to affect the process because Coach Ford did a great job recruiting him. But, uh, you know, he's been all in, you know, committed to Idaho, is excited to be a part of the family and, uh, you know, very excited to get him signed today. Coach, this isn't a question specifically on any player, but I'm wondering with the success uh, of your program being in the playoffs for back-to-back years, how that has impacted uh, recruiting. Yeah, I, I think it's having a very positive, you know, a positive regard. And again, a lot, a lot of these guys have been committed for a while. You know, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, have, have, you know, some of these guys have been committed since last summer. But uh, you know, I, I do think it, you know, has an effect on. You know, Aaron Kinsey, you know, a young man from Spokane, and he came down to a couple games this year and I think was at the Montana State game and, you know, seeing that atmosphere. And I think he he went to our game, uh, you know, where we played at Eastern Washington. And, you know, you know, I think his response after the game was, man, I didn't know Idaho was like this, man. This is a completely different atmosphere than, you know, at the Eastern game I was at. Uh, so I, I think, you know, our success in, in drawing good crowds has certainly had a uh, – you know, a, a factor, you know, on some of these guys uh, uh, committing in this class, some of the, you know, quality walk-ons in this class too. Cause again, uh, I think the breakdown of the day is, you know, 22 of these guys were on scholarship and six are walk-ons. And, you know, again, we really want to recruit those walk-ons, you know, just like scholarship guys and, uh, you know, you know, take guys that we believe in can come and make an impact and, and play for us and earn a scholarship uh, uh, down the road. So, so definitely I think, uh, uh, success in college football. It's different than the NFL. In the NFL, you have success, you draft last. I think in college, when you do well, it certainly helps your recruiting. And uh, though recruiting is a lot, you know, a year out. So I think a lot of our success this year will probably help even more with next year's uh, senior class. Coach, can you talk about the uh, the two Eagle kids you recruited uh, from over there? You know, both these kids, we had them in camp. You know, they, they came through the team camp with Eagles. Their whole team was up here and did a great job. Uh, they're big kids. Uh, then they came back to individual camps. Uh, you know, I think they were guys kind of going through the process. They were, you know, both a little late developers. So they weren't guys that right away we, uh, you know, offered scholarships to right away. But when it came down to it, uh, you know, we said, hey, you know, these are guys who uh, we got to get here. You know, they're, they're some of the best players in the state. I think Eagles, one of the best teams in the state. Uh you know, Leon has a lot of versatility in the O-line, has played really all three positions. Uh, Cal will be a little bit of a developmental guy. He's planning on going on an LDS mission. So uh, the plan for him would be that, uh, you know, he'll go on that mission right after graduation in May or June and then would come come back in a couple of years. But, uh, you know, I think that position particularly is a good position. Hopefully he gets sent someplace where there's some good food and, uh, you know, maybe he gains a few pounds when he's there. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, 
and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. Other questions? You mentioned diesel as well, and uh, Kinsey, too. Two greater Spokane League kids. I've got to watch them play quite a bit, both just freakish speed. You know, what it, What stood out to you maybe uh, other than the speed? Uh, yeah, but both those guys can run. You know, we do a telemetry system where we track the speed on a lot of recruits, and th those guys certainly were, like, in our top five of all the recruits that we were looking at uh, on, our, on our class. But, uh, you know, whenever we can find guys, you know, within circles of campus and, uh, you know, Spokane is, is probably in that first circle, you know, an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes away from campus. Uh, we got to be really good in those areas. We got to try to get the best guys in Court and Lewiston and uh, uh, Spokane. And uh, that was great that this year we, we thought there were two scholarship guys we could take from up there. And, you know, I, I do think in, in this era where when guys have a lot of success, they can uh, leave, uh, and, and get paydays. You know, it's always been coaches could leave and get paydays. Now, now they evened it out. Now coaches and players can leave and get paydays and they have successes. So uh, that's probably right because it's been that way for coaches for a long time. Uh, I think it does help having guys, you know, closer to home. I think that does, you know, tie you into a school a little bit more than, you know, a young man who comes up here for California and, you know, didn't have any thoughts of Idaho growing up where, you know, hopefully those guys are seeing, you know, news reports and seeing Idaho in the newspaper and on TV uh, and the, you know, six o'clock news, people talking about Idaho all the way growing up and, uh, uh, you know, sees that success. So uh, to me, we got to get, you know, the best players, like in those three cities, particularly, you know, obviously they might have some national guys occasionally who, you know, Washington and Oregon are going to recruit, but uh, you know, I think we got to get the best players that aren't like the national power five guys uh, in those towns to come play for us. And those are important recruiting battles for us to win. And, uh, you know, I really did think this year the way it worked out. I don't think they had any national guys in Spokane. I thought, I thought Kenzie and Diesel were the two best players in Spokane. So to get both those guys playing for us, uh, you know, I think is huge. And I think both those guys have chances to be uh, to be impact players for us. Did any of the guys uh, you were looking at this year inquire about the NIL opportunities? And if so, what'd you tell them? Uh, you know what? It has not become a big topic yet in FCS high school recruiting. Um, and, and even so, I don't think it's become a big factor in FCS transfer recruiting. So I, I have uh, I haven't had any any recruits ask me that. I think that's still largely the place in FBS. And again, I uh, I, I do support us, um, you know, getting more involved uh, in the name, image, and likeness world. You know, again, I, I know we're never going to be the player of uh, the schools at the FBS level, but I, I do think it's good that they have opportunities and that. You know, people who are going to donate money, uh, whether it be to us as a department or whether the kids, the people have the choice, you know, where they want that money to go to if they're going to donate it. Um, but I, I really see more of it being for rewarding our best players in the program. I know that's certainly happening right now at the FBS level where that's becoming a piece of uh, recruiting, but uh, it has not trickled down there. I hope it doesn't trickle down, uh, though I do support it, you know, being uh, – you know, for our, our, our proven players who've done stuff in the university, because, uh, you know, again, to me, that those guys have truly earned it. You, you touched on this like a little bit earlier about players kind of getting their payday now in the landscape changing. I'm curious how much of a challenge is it to not only develop, but retain these players when maybe perhaps they could have other offers elsewhere, kind of like your, some of your starters that uh, left for the transfer portal just last week or two. Well, you know, I, I think back, you know, the reason people go to college, you know, whether, uh, 
you know, Gianna, you're going to go to become a television personality or Pete's going to go to become a writer. Or I go to, you know, get a, get a degree to play, be a college football coach. You know, I think the heart of, you know, a lot of times going to college is setting yourself up for having a, uh, you know, a career opportunities and, uh, you know, increasing your earning power throughout your life. And, uh, you know, I think some of the guys, you know, have, have some opportunities, you know, you know, Armani Arnold, Marcus Harris, Anthony Wood, certainly, uh, you know, they, they had opportunities for high starting salaries. I think any, any graduate of the university of Idaho and any major would be very excited to start with a, a starting salary of $150,000 a year. That's outstanding. So, uh, you know, we're going to support guys if they have that opportunity. And again, I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that not everybody is in that situation when they have that ability, but, uh, you know, that's a significant you know amount of money. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I would support, you know, everybody on our coaching staff, if they could get a $150,000 raise. Uh, so I think it's just a new modern day reality that we got to embrace. It's not, I don't see it going back the other way. I mean, there's uh uh, there certainly is a market. I think for a long time, a lot of people have made money off of college athletes and, and athletes have not gotten any share of it. Uh, now I think it's becoming more of an open market where they have uh, their, their way to do it. And again, you look at, uh, you know, in the NFL, you know, I think most starting quarterbacks are making more money than the head coach, you know, and that, that, so that shows you what the, uh, the open market says about, about things. And that that's finally tricking down to college athletics and, it's hard to embrace because it's so new and so different, but uh, I think you have to embrace it. I think if you don't, you know, I saw a good quote the other day, you need to adapt in life or die. So I think that's the nature of man. So I think we got to adapt and adjust uh, to, to what's going on in the current climate. Are any of the guys in this new class going to be with you this spring or not? Yes, uh, we are planning on uh, Owen Forsman being here in January. Uh, we are planning on uh, Tito Ringer, Titus Ringer, being here in January. We are planning on Diesel Wilkinson. Again, he's Jaden on the, on the press release, but Diesel is what he goes by. We're planning on him being here in January. And I'm forgetting one. We're planning on... Uh, Nathan Kanapik being here in January. I think that's... Uh, easy transition from the Tri-Cities, his brother's on the team already. Uh, you know, again, he he was a real high-profile uh, recruit for us, Nathan. You know, Nathan, uh, you know, again, had had an offer from Washington State, and, uh, you know, I think that was a, a big recruiting battle win for us to get him to come play for us. And You know, a very talented young man who, uh, you know, has a bright future. and has, We've already seen what his family's been able to contribute because Aiden's been a two-year starter for us at tackle. Could you elaborate a little bit more on Nathan and the battle to uh, get him and how talented he is? Yeah, I mean, I, I really think this is a great offensive line class. Uh, you know, again, of the three classes we signed, I think this is the best. And, uh, you know, length, athleticism, uh, toughness, intelligence are kind of what you're looking for in developing alignment. And uh, we had a bunch of those guys. You know, you know Nathan Kanapik uh, is an excellent student. You know, athletic enough to be a starter on the basketball team. Uh, you know, I think it certainly helped that his brother was here. You know, and winning that battle against Washington State—that's not a battle we we typically win. But I do think, uh, you know, the you know there, there's some appeal of families playing together. And you know, I think Aiden—he saw how well Aiden was able to adapt here, play early in his career. Uh, so excited about to get him. Sone, uh, who's from Alaska, is uh, really a product of our effort on the summer camp circuit. We were able to watch him uh, 
uh, you know, at some camps uh, out in Seattle uh, this year, and very impressive young man. You know, you know, Alaska is not a recruiting hotbed, but uh, you know, he, he's of uh, Samoan descent, uh, very long, very athletic. You know, he plays volleyball, uh, you know, as well for a guy that big. Uh, so he's he's an outstanding long athlete. Uh, our, our, our big guy from Medford, Gabe Stazak. We saw him at some camps down in Oregon this summer. You know, he's another 6'6", 265, athletic, can run, uh, pulls a lot uh, in their offense. Uh, you know, and again, then, then Leon, who's from in-state, not quite as long as those guys, but has versatility where he can play inside. I think he's really uh, an impressive young man. And then Ryan Kowalik, very powerful, really strong in the weight room already out of the center, uh, you know, a, a real dense body uh, right there. And then, you know, we're able to add, uh, you know, some really good walk-ons with James Cobb, who's, you know, a long, long athletic, uh, you know, walk-on who should be there as well. So I, I do think this is a heck of a, uh, you know, offensive line cl class we're looking at coming in. And, uh, you know, Knappick was probably the most heavily recruited of those guys. Is there any guys in the class that you expect right away to contribute, Coach? Well, I, I think the, the the kicker punters will certainly have opportunities with the uh, the movement we had there. Uh, you know, it really becomes you know as you build your program up, it really becomes just a, a function of opportunity. Uh, you know, I think because we've had some losses at corners, I think a guy like uh, Josh Barnes uh, could factor in early in his career, and I, I think Coach Franks has shown a good uh, propensity to develop guys and get them ready. Uh, whether it was Armani last year or Andrew Marshall this year uh, as freshmen. Uh, I think Brylan Reynolds is another guy. You know, we have listed as a safety, but he also plays a lot of corner. I think he could factor in at that corner position. Uh, you know, at receiver where we've had some losses, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Hatton and, and Jermaine graduating, uh, Therese going to the portal. I think that, you know, combination of, uh, uh, you know, Kinsey, uh, Aaron Kinsey, uh, Harsty, uh, Cage, Reppin, uh, you know, Swanson, uh, Harsty, you know, I would think maybe the the guy who's the furthest along of there who will have a great chance to play, you know, possibly two of those guys. Um, you know, again, I, I hope that the, the linemen will will just, I think we're getting close to being at the point where linemen are not going to have to play out of necessity, uh, which is where we want to get to, where linemen just play if they're exceptional. And uh, instead of out of necessity, we have enough depth that we don't have to uh, play a guy as a, as a true freshman. But, uh, you know, I think those, those spots stand out to me as places where we've had some losses. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the further you are from the ball, uh, the easier it is to play early in your career. Uh, now, again, we, we had a freshman center start a bunch of games this year, so that kind of uh, dispels that. But I, I say typically that's true. Are you and your family ready to embark on a real estate journey? From finding your first home to tackling complex land acquisition, look no further. The exceptional team at Array Real Estate is here to guide you towards success. At Array Real Estate... The team isn't just your typical real estate professionals. They're your realtors for life, committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Array Real Estate's roots run deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest as proud alumni of the University of Idaho. The team shares your excitement for the Vandals' return to the Big Sky Conference, and they're thrilled to support it as a presenting sponsor of Vandals Weekly, featured proudly each week in the Big Sky Breakdown podcast series by Skyline Sports. With offices in both Coeur and Seattle, Array Real Estate's team is here to create an admirably memorable real estate 
estate experience. Array is dedicated to delivering tremendous value in every transaction because your success is their top priority. Whether you're looking for residential properties, land acquisition, or commercial real estate solutions, Array Real Estate has you covered. They'll take care of all your real estate needs, making your dreams a reality. Ready to take the first step? Discover how Array Real Estate can help you by visiting their website, ArrayRealEstate.com. You can also join their vibrant community on Instagram at ArrayRE to stay connected with the latest updates and opportunities. Array Real Estate, your trusted partners in real estate and proud sponsors of Vandals Weekly at SkylineSportsMT.com. Let Array Real Estate help you with your real estate goals. Contact them today at ArrayRealEstate.com. All right, it's our time's the charm here. Uh, you know, you mentioned Nathan earlier, but then you also uh, bring in Wiley and Gus, who are brothers. Uh, just kind of the importance that, you know, family is, has been uh, for the Vandals over these last few years. Yeah, I think family is something very, very important to our team. And, uh, you know, I think we spend a lot of time investing on those relationships. And, uh, you know, I think it's a really healthy sign, you know, when you have situations like uh, Nathan Knappick, where the brother's here and having a really good experience, and that that helps lead him to get here. And, uh, you know, I'd probably put Holden B in that same category. You know, he had two sisters who played basketball here, one still on the team. But I think their family having a great experience at Idaho, you know, help them <coughs> have another child come back here. And then, um, you know, it's always neat when you have twins, you know, you know, special, you know, having guys like uh, the Hat brothers this year. Uh, there's a special family connection and, you know, the Donnerbergs are kind of that unique combo too, where with Wiley playing defensive end and Gus playing tight end, you know, they'll probably be facing off against each other quite a bit, which will be interesting. Are you still looking to uh, build a team through the portal or late signings? Yeah, I, I think we're going to have some more, you know, some more spots that, uh, that we're looking to fill, you know, we'll, uh, you know, it's a dead period right now. Uh, and then the, the the recruiting cycle reopens where you can have guys come on campus for visits on January 3rd. And we have a pretty tight window because that you know that that window for visits opens up January 3rd and then our classes start one week later, January 10th. Uh, but again, I, I expect us to bring some guys in uh, for visits during that week with hoping to add a, a, a few mid-year guys. And again, I, I think we're, you know, you know, we're going to be narrowing our focus. I think, you know, long, long snapper, receiver, corner, you know, I, I think you have to build your roster to expect and withstand the portal. You know, again, I don't think we're ever, you know, I think we're in a pretty good shape. We're really the positions where we're going to have to make a move um, or places where we, we're missing multiple guys, you know, such as corner where, you know, we had two corners with eligibility left who are leaving. Yeah. Now I think we probably do need to go look at a transfer corner, uh, you know, receiver where we had two guys, um, you know, really who had eligibility left. And then we kind of expected Hayden, uh, you know, not to come back all along. I think this was his plan. But, uh, you know, now that when Therese also, you know, wants to look at the portal, yeah, I think you, you, that's where we need to look at a guy. And then long snapper is kind of a unique position as well, just because, uh, you know, Hogan has just been such a stalwart there over the last few years. So that, you know, those are probably our three biggest priorities we're looking at. But, uh, you know, it, it, when a great player has interest, we'll never turn down a great player who wants to be an Idaho Vandal. So, uh, you know, we're 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 always open uh, to to guys who are reaching out to us. But uh, I'd say those are the three directions we're looking at. You know, potentially adding a guy uh, there, and then you know, there's another transfer portal window in uh, you know after spring ball. You know, at the end of April. So, you know, again, I think you have to keep being proactive and you know you know be one step ahead because uh, 
you know, just in the, you're, you're going to have more roster turnover these days, the way the rules are set up than you had, you know, seven or eight years ago. Two more questions, please. Unless everybody's done, then we can be done. But Coach, you already mentioned uh, Willie, too. I mean, Westland High School is kind of, you know, it's been a good spot for you to recruit in kind of the state of Oregon as a whole. Kind of mention that specific high school and what Oregon's kind of been able to You know, a great program. They were the 2022 state champions up there. And then this year, you know, they, they lost a real tough game in the semifinals. They were undefeated and lost a tough game to Central Catholic. Uh, in the semis, and I think a lot of people thought those were the best two teams in the state. They just happened to match match up in the semis. Uh, but, you know, we were able to get Hamper out of there last year. And, you know, again, that's the same thing. It's not necessarily a family connection, but, uh, you know, a lot of parents know each other at high schools. And if a young man comes out here and is having a great experience, I think that that's positive. And, uh, you know, again, those, uh, you know, the, the metro markets that are driving distance to us, which really there's only three, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the Seattle-Tacoma metro area, the Portland metro area, the Boise metro area. Uh, you know, again, those got to be our stalwarts, man. And again, we got to get our our brand well-known in those areas with the high school coaches, with the families. And, you know, again, th those are three states where we really got to try to target the best players who are not, you know, power five players in those states. And, uh, you know, the, the, another thing that's interesting about those three states uh, one, there's not a ton of FCS programs. There's really three FCS pro or four FCS programs in those three states. But at the group of five, a level above us, there's only one group of five program in those uh, three states. Unless you start considering, you know, it depends how you, I guess, how you label Oregon State and Washington State now. But, uh, you know, there's some, uh, you know, there's there's opportunities there. And uh, again, I, those have to be our, our, uh, our home bases uh, in recruiting. And then, you know, another element of recruiting sometimes is, uh, you know, looking under the rocks where people don't go and uh, there's not as much competition. So, you know, again, you see us get one guy out of uh, Alberta, Canada, one guy from Alaska, you know, one guy of Hawaii. Uh, you know, I've always liked uh, trying to have those recruiting battles where you got to beat nobody. And uh, when you can find those guys, that's you, you, you can find someone that you think is really beautiful and no one else likes. Those are like you're worth your weight in gold in recruiting. And uh, again, I, I know I've had successes earlier in my career, you know, some of the, uh, you know, there's two All-American O-linemen I coached at South Dakota State who are, you know, stalwarts on their team this year who, when they committed to Idaho, they had no other offers, but, uh, you know, they, they became great players. So sometimes those are the favorite guys to recruit. Did, uh, uh, do you think the kids from Spokane because there were kids worth uh, recruiting in Spokane this year, or were you in competition with with uh, other schools for more, for more kids in Spokane? You know, I, there was another young man in Spokane who uh, who we recruited did not get. Um, I think he's going to go to Eastern, if I remember correctly. So, um, you know, there was uh, one guy we pursued up there that we didn't didn't get, and I believe offered a scholarship to. Um, so that's disappointing. You know, we'd love to get all those guys. Uh, you know, we got we got some work to do. I guess keep beating them on the field. We've got them in the next two years, but uh, you know, obviously it's uh, we, we couldn't overcome that one. I think they had some family connection in that one too, where the dad may have played there, which uh, can be tough obstacles uh, in recruiting sometimes. But uh, you know, th those were our two two main targets and two of the three really that we went after up there. Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor, Spearheading. Our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also 
as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole. Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place and they're filled with black sand. It is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see. And that plus the elements and the way that it's carved into the mountainside there, it makes it an incredibly challenging course. For all you Bobcat and Grizzly people, if you're in Missoula, in Bozeman, in western Montana, in southwestern Montana, it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything. And the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey is now open all winter long. Expert swing and mental coaching for you all off-season. They also have cl- custom club fitting, multiple state-of-the-art trackman simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, Call Old Works to schedule your winter session, 406-563-5989. That's 406-563-5989. Old Works and their awesome PGA Improvement Center, the perfect spot for any golfer all winter long.